And so, Father, this is why we've come. We've come to adore you. Father, we've come because you are faithful. We come, Lord God, because you saw fit to fulfill the purposes of ages past to send forth your Son, born of a woman, lived the perfect life, died upon a cross for our behalf that we may come experience faith, love, hope, joy, and peace. Father, we've come to celebrate you tonight. Father, we've come to reflect upon you and your work tonight. Father, we've come to contemplate that which it is you've done for us. And so we thank you now. We praise you in the name of Jesus Christ. And all of Harvest said, amen. Amen. You can have a seat. Well, Merry Christmas, Harvest. After all the anticipation, here we come. As many of you have done year after year after year after year, we come tonight again with hearts full of anticipation, anticipation of the arrival. The season of Advent means arrival. Advent, arrival, the arrival of a dignitary, one who will come particularly amongst the tradition of Advent in the Christian church, uh, the, the days and the weeks leading up tend to be a little more somber, a little more dark. For out of darkness will come light. Out of silence, a sound will pierce. After 400 years of silence between the Old Testament and the New, comes the arrival. Oh, how we long for the arrival of Christmas. What will be that thing in the next few hours that will trigger for you that it's here, Christmas has come, perhaps it's the ring of a phone, perhaps it'll be a knock at the door, perhaps it'll be the placement of the presents just perfectly where they go. Maybe, maybe... If your house is like mine, it'll be the pitter-patter of little feet tomorrow morning coming way, way, way too early. We anticipate. The message of the angels rings loud in our ears, doesn't it? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. For those who believe, the arrival of Jesus fills our hearts. For those who believe, this particular occasion like few others, fill us. Fills us with faith. It secures and it strengthens our hope. It moves us in ways to love in which other times we don't quite fill. The moving of faith, hope, love. And what of the joy? What of the joy that comes this holiday season? But of all the virtues that we seek, of all the virtues that we anticipate, 
this season of the year of all that the Lord did and all that the Lord brought with him in his coming. There is something, there's another virtue that seems to rise above them all on this particular occasion. Perhaps you're sensing it even now. It's the arrival of peace. Peace. Shalom in the Hebrew. Peace. Not merely the absence of conflict, but peace. Shalom, the presence of righteousness. Peace when things are put back in their perfect order. Peace. The calm assurance that what God is doing in your life right now is good. Tonight we're asking, tonight we're seeking to come and contemplate the arrival of peace. Four, for amidst the darkness came light and out of the silence came a cry. From the galaxy shone a star and out of the quiet of night came the voice of an angel. An angel to the shepherds declaring the promise had been fulfilled. The child had arrived that peace had come. Luke chapter 2, we read this. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And if the voice of one angel wasn't enough, all of a sudden the sky bursts forth with light and a choir joins in singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. And this is our night. This is our Christmas Eve night that we will join in the song of the angels. For the angels came to the shepherds singing a song, and in this simple, short song that is captured in Luke chapter 2, a declaration hits our ears. A declaration that peace has come. A declaration that peace is now among, and a declaration that will inform us of just where this peace comes from. And so the angels declared a song. The angels declared that peace, that peace, that peace had come. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Glory to God in the highest. My translation has an exclamation point. How loud was the song of the angels on that night? Christmas Eve, sentimental for sure. Christmas Eve, contemplative. Christmas Eve, a time of remembering. Christmas Eve, it's a time of celebration as well. So let our songs, let our voices join the song. Let our voices, let our hearts join with the angels. For yes, tonight is a night of celebration. Yes, tonight will be a night of contemplation. Yes, tonight will be a night of reflection. But now, to the shepherds came the song, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. Peace had come. 
to shepherds, a song to lowest of men, helping us all to grasp and to see that the one who'd come, the peace that's being offered, is indeed for all men. The angel song declared that peace had come. Well, you see, the angel song also declared that peace was among. For glory to God on the highest and among. And on earth, peace among. Peace among. John chapter 1, we read, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We've seen his glory. Glory is the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ, baby in a manger, peace had come. But the reality is this, the baby didn't remain a baby. Luke 2.42 says, the child grew in wisdom. He grew in strength and stature. And favor of God was upon him. You see, the baby became a child, but then this, the baby didn't become only a child. He grew to be a man. For the same passage, just several verses later, and Jesus increased in wisdom. Did you catch it? Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. The baby had come. Peace has arrived. But the baby grew. The child grew. And to Jesus, the perfect man. The story of Christmas, the full story of Christmas is this. Jesus, the child, the baby who became the child, who became the perfect man, came and lived a life of peace. John 10.10 10 says, the thief comes only to still kill and destroy but Jesus he says I came that they may have life and have life abundantly Jesus lived a peaceful life is there a better picture than to realize than bread to realize Jesus came and dwelt among us God taking on flesh having to take sustenance to strengthen his frame. He came and lived a life of peace. He came and his ministry was a work of peace. To those who were sick, to those who were failing, he came and he brought peace, healing to Jairus' daughter. He said, go now in peace. Your faith has made you well. Jesus, the one who came among us, he brought peace to the masses. How we remember him coming to those who were hungry, how he would break the bread and how he would feed the 5,000 and then he would come again and he would feed the 4,000 and those who came with hunger left to their full, filling them with peace, filling them with hope, filling them with faith, filling them with love and joy. A life of peace a ministry of peace. Oh, how our ears love to hear the message of peace. Peace I leave you, Jesus said. Peace I give you. Not as the world gives peace do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. 
John 16, I've said these things, I've taught you these things, I've preached these things. This is my message, that you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Look about. We see tribulation all around us, but take heart. For I've overcome the world. A life of peace. A ministry that became a work of peace. A message that brings eternal peace to the hearts of everyone who will embrace. And this one who came ultimately brought about a revolution of peace. But it's not a revolution as we would see it. It's not a revolution as we would expect it. It certainly wasn't a revolution as his disciples expected, for he never raised a sword against his opposition. And when one of his disciples did, he said, put it away. Peace. The day is coming when all of the earth will experience fullness of peace. But tonight we come to recognize this, peace is here. He came to bring forth a spiritual peace. He came to offer you personal peace. That dissonance that you feel in your heart, that agitation and anxiety that plagues. These are the nights when we slow down just long enough to contemplate the thought, could it be true that there was a God who cared enough to allow peace to come, to allow this peace to actually come among, that he would be able to sympathize with all of our weaknesses, the temptation that you feel, the hurt that's come upon your heart, Peace. Why do we have peace? The angels told us. The angels told us in their song. Peace came. He dwelt among. On a holy night. On a holy night. On a holy night. Peace. The angel song to shepherds in a field. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. The angel song declared that peace had come. The angel song declared that peace dwelt among. But finally, the angel song declares where peace actually comes from. Peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. Peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. He is pleased. Who is the he? The he is God. Peace amongst those with whom God is pleased. Peace is God's idea. Peace was God's plan from the beginning. Peace, the arrival of peace was God's redemptive plan thought out before the foundations of the earth that you and I would be able to sing of the song. 
the life of Jesus. The coming of Jesus in the manger. Jesus in the manger, this is the coming of peace. Jesus dwelling among us, this is the representation. of peace among, but really peace was ultimately secured. Not merely in the coming, and not merely in the fact that he was among, but ultimately peace is able to be able to experience tonight in the full message of Christmas. Christmas, Christ with us. Christmas, Christ had come. The, full, the fulfillment of his coming is this. From Christmas story, from the cradle, ultimately to the cross, this is Christmas. Colossians 1, for in him the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. In him, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. The story of Christmas culminates at the cross. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities upon him was the chastisement that, was, that has actually brought us peace. Why can we proclaim peace at Christmas? Because it was by his wounds that we've been healed. Why the song to the shepherds? Why the song to the shepherds? Certainly the song to the shepherds so that we all could recognize that this message is for all of us. But why the... Song to the shepherds. You see, the proximity to Jerusalem leads us. It makes it very, very plausible to believe that these very well could have been temple shepherds. They could have been raising the lambs. They would have been taken to the temple for, for sacrifice. And that these lambs that they were raising ultimately would have shed blood for the ceremonial cleansing of sin. Who better to be directed to the manger? Who better... To be directed. But shepherds, ones who would raise precious, perfect, spotless lambs that would ultimately who could understand the emotions of Mary better than the shepherds? It's amazing to think, isn't it? It's amazing to think the one who once said, I am the bread of life. The one who once multiplied the loaves and gave them to the masses. The one I, who said, I am the bread of life. I came that they may have life and have it to the full. The same one who said that also then took the bread and said, this is my body which was broken for you. Christmas. We come at Christmas to remember the story of 
Jesus. Tonight we've come to reflect on the full story of Christmas. From where does peace come? It comes in the work of Jesus. How does one experience peace in their lives? Through the acceptance of the work of Jesus. We've come to remember, and Jesus tells us how to remember. He gave us instruction on how to remember. Certainly, certainly remember his precious birth, for that's peace come. Certainly remember his perfect life, for that's peace among. Remember his painful sacrifice, though, because that's where peace is from. And Jesus said this, for as often as you take of this bread and you drink of the cup that only I can drink, you'll proclaim my work and my death until I come. And so tonight, to believe is to remember. To remember is to proclaim. And to proclaim is for those who've trusted in Christ their Savior to take of the bread and the cup. Perhaps you're here and you're not sure. Perhaps you've been invited. Perhaps there's not come a time in your life when you've believed what Jesus did for you. Perhaps you've never received the gift that he's offered to you. You see, this table is especially meaningful to those who've trusted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And if you're not sure, certainly there's, there's no shame in allowing the bread and the cup to pass by. That's perfectly fine. This is a safe place for that. Take that time to meditate and reflect and contemplate what it is you believe. But ultimately, we wouldn't want to withhold these things from you Rather, this would be a moment you could believe. This would be a moment where you said, listen, I've, I've done this so many times and there's so many years have passed and I've kind of allowed Christmas to rush by me. And I didn't kind of, I don't know if I really realized that it, what began there ultimately ended here, cradle to cross. And that that was done for you. The scriptures say the wages of sin is death. That's why the cross. How does a holy God offer peace to a sinful man or woman? The scriptures say without the shedding of blood, there's no remission or forgiveness of sins. And then it says this in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But Romans 5.8, God demonstrated his own love toward us that while we were still sinners, while we were still dirty, while we were still far from God, while we were still trying to figure this thing out, he sent forth his son. Christ Jesus died for you. See, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Our Lord. Christmas. Cradle to cross to crown. Jesus offers you peace when you make him the Lord of your life, when you allow him to sit upon the throne of your heart. This is this is peace. And so, Father, we bow before you now. And we pray 
to you and to you alone, reflecting upon how you sent your son and how he dwelt among us. But God, then how he went to the cross for each and every one of us, how he shed his blood. God, how he was buried and how he rose again three days later and how he now sits in victory upon the throne of heaven and how he now offers himself to us. Father, I pray that there would be those in this room right now who in their own words, in their own way, would be asking and be crying out in their own heart for your forgiveness. God, I pray that they would admit right now in their own words that they're a sinner that needs your son to be their savior. And today they can proclaim to you that they want to live for you and want to make you the king of their life. God, do that now. May they take of the bread and the cup then, understanding that in these elements, merely a picture comes the depth of truth that brought us peace. We thank you for this privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. For I received the word from the Lord, what I also delivered to you, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. That the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Father, we remember. Father, in our remembering, we join with you in proclaiming that your Son has come, put on flesh and dwelt among us we may have peace. We praise you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. There's something about this moment. There's something about the holding of a candle, looking into a flame. It causes us to reflect. That which is important. Other things seem to fade away, at least in this moment. We think about that which is most precious, those that we love, perhaps relationships that we long to see healed. Reflect on the possibility that peace actually could be. Peace, shalom, the presence of righteousness, peace, all things put in their place, peace, the calm assurance that God, what God is doing is for our good. We sing Silent Night. The words echo as we sing. We often hold out our candle and we allow for others to join in. And we contemplate and we think about how is it? How is it this peace moves? How does one share it with another?
sing the song. Let us reflect on the work of the Lord as he's offered peace to us and how we can offer it to one another. The flame reminds us that we have a mission. Christ came to earth. He came. He came amongst. He provided the sacrifice for us that we could have peace. May we praise God for the full story of Christmas. We thank you, Lord. Amen. You can blow out your candles. Well, on behalf of the elders and the pastors and the leadership and the staff of Harvest Bible Chapel, it is my privilege to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. 2019 is right around the corner, and may God, may God grant us more. More faith, more hope, more love, more joy, peace. May he grant us more peace. Have a wonderful Christmas. You are loved. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.